Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling AEW, a little bit of Impact podcast. Main thing with Impact, I did watch the episode. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo is continuing her uh, thing with actually Melina. Yeah, I saw saw Melina. Melina can still do a split. It's good. She's a little rushed in the ring. We saw her a while back with NWA there when she was doing a little wrestling there, right? Yeah, she was pretty good. She's fine. Um, main thing, Christian gave a fantastic... I felt like it was fantastic because I'm a Christian Mark anyway, so he could fart and I'd be like, that's great. Did you hear the puff? Yes. But, um, <laughs> but he, he came out and he gave the Impact Zone a speech about how a long time ago, I thought I could be a main event player and somebody else didn't. And I bet on myself. And this company gave me the chance to do that. So me returning this belt to the impact zone matters. And then he said, I think this TNA belt, as much as it means to me, needs to be re-retired. And so he handed the belt over to the ring announcer, got back in the ring, that kind of thing. Moving along, it turns out after the little thing they had last night, Ace Austin, who is one of both of our favorite wrestlers in Impact Wrestling, we felt like he should have I think we agree. Jared's here with me, obviously. Um, New Japan Jared, although we won't be covering a lot of New Japan today. Ace Austin and Moose, if we were the people, would be who you booked the company behind unless you're just afraid you're going to lose Moose. Yes. Right. Ace, to me, is the guy. Because I think you have a chance of keeping him for a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. And You have a higher chance of keeping him if he's... And he has that Shawn Michaels, Big Daddy Cool Diesel dynamic with Madman Fulton. Yes. He's wrestling Christian. Christian can do a couple of promos, go in there, have a banger with Ace. Madman can cheat. Ace can get the belt. Christian doesn't look bad. He goes back to AEW, and you're back on track with Ace being your champion. I, that's that's what I'm hoping. That's perfect, happens. right? Yes. Right, okay. So let's go to Dynamite. Mox, Kingston are jumped by 2.0 right out the shoot, And then we wind up getting the Darby Allen, which was already promised, Darby Allen, Sting versus 2.0 matchup. And <laughs> it was pretty good. You yeah. know, Sting looked all right. He, the they main thing around. was we have Sting on TNT yeah, in yeah. years, and 2.0 is going to be very good at getting beat up. Yes. The one guy is... They're kind of delightful at it, actually. He's annoying in a delightful way. Yes. When he, like, on the other shows, when he was ever rise at the NXT show, he would, like, all of a sudden get offended at the way the interviewer, the young lady interviewer would interview him, and he would ask her if she wanted a piece of him or whatever, and it would just be, like, so unthreatening in a threat, in an I'm-trying-to-be-tough way. Yeah. And you would be like, well... You're almost... You're not even really, like, thinking, like, oh, man, that's scary. You're thinking... I'm kind of thinking really? that this announcer lady might have a shot at him. If she <laughs> wants, you know. But, but like, he, she she could, you know, you get, know. get a punch. She gets, good punch. She gets dropped on him. Who knows? And I think that's okay. And he's he's durable. He, I've yeah. seen him wrestle. He could take a beating. He, they actually were starting to get a little bit of a comeuppance before they dis, were abruptly cut loose. And I like this kind of a... Uh, we didn't have anything to do with Sting until Sting and Darby until Punk showed up. You know what I mean? And so we kind of are getting there in yes. this manner, and I think it works. Um, Sammy Guevara gets um, engaged pre-show. I and thought Tully, that was delightful. 
Tully and Spears say some horrible, completely inappropriate things. Yes, which is how wrestling works. Yes, and and then we get this uh, match, and I thought it was it was very good. Um, what did you think? Uh, it was quite good. It was quite good. It t- t- obviously, for my taste, it was some pretty zany kickouts. But yeah, yeah. But that being said, the beautiful thing about what I term as a I always call it kind of like a Ring of Honor match. The cool thing about Ring of Honor matches is nothing's a finish. So there's a good and bad to that. Yeah, yeah. The good is... You never know. We can wrestle forever. Right? Because... And it's cool. I mean, like, you don't have to... If nothing's a finish, then I, I, I can keep this match going, keep it going, keep it going. And that is a fun way to watch wrestling. And, and there's a place for that. You know what I mean? And it's... And, and to me, that's what this was in some ways... And Sammy goes over here, I hope, for the last time. I hope they figure out something for Sammy to move on to that he can sink his teeth into and become what I picture him as, which is... The guy, at some point. At at least in that rotation. Yes. You know what I mean? If if Christian is a... I believe Christian is a placeholder. If Christian is a placeholder... Then whoever gets the belt next, I would like to have to defend it against Sammy. And whoever yes. gets the belt next would have to defend it against Sammy. And then maybe the third time around, Sammy actually wins your belt. Pick up a dub, yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Because I think he's... Although they're a little bit smaller, he and Darby could be that evolution of what a modern wrestling company needs as a champion. It doesn't require size. Yes. You know what I mean? I agree. It, it requires talent and personality and other things. Okay, Don Callis interrupts Christian in a backstage thing with Tony and just totally dominates the thing. I remember when I gave you my first your first chance 25 years ago, leaving out that he fired him as soon as it was over. Yeah. And uh, Funny. <laughs> funny. Nothing changed. I'm still on top, and nothing's changed. Christian, you're uh, you know still having matches. <laughs> Which is totally, it was great. And then Christian, um, what was good in the retort, uh, you're still a, what did he call him, a corny piece of crap? Yeah, something. It just carny piece of crap, I believe was what he called him. And to which, yes. Yeah. In most of your better manager, heel, authority, concept guys are carny pieces of crap. Because that is that's real absolutely well, yes yes it's timeless in this industry and in other carny industries right now Dan Lambert is, oh, nope I want first Dante Martin gets to give you a quick reminder of what a fantastic performance he had last week I thought I thought that was really great it was a short little segment but I was thinking I was like yeah yeah that guy really just killed it last week I really worry as I watch the influx of talent of what happens to the Dantes what happens to the and I really and I, I was very pleased to see this because it made me feel like okay maybe I get to see him one more because he's really a, talented yes you do, but you do have to keep people in the consciousness and which is I know Phoenix has been hurt a lot right but I, I want to, to me Dante reminds me of Phoenix in that when they wrestle I see things I don't ever see yeah exactly you know what I mean and so I do want this to be I want him to be in my conscious. I want him to be wrestling on my shows. Dan Lambert is here, and Junior Dos Santos and Arlovsky are here as accompaniment. Nobody will be charging the ring with those two dudes out there because they will kill somebody. Arlovsky is a... Dude, both those guys are beasts in, like, real, like, legitimate 
beasts if you've ever watched them fight fight. For sure. That being said, Dan is a mess. <laughs> I, I don't I didn't particularly care for him in in Impact and I will say that is exactly what he's going for. <laughs> so it works. Cuz it's not like I don't I, I don't want to say it's to the go home heat. No. Dang, I don't want him to go away necessarily. I just I don't like him. I rolled I, mean? I rolled my eyes at this whole segment. Yeah, um, I didn't really. I, again, I don't really keep up with fighting, so I didn't recognize the fighters. Yeah, well, they're. I don't keep up with as much anymore. But those guys, I remember when I when I used to keep. Olaski's been beating people up for years. Murderhawk winds up coming out, and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page jump them. Um, what do you think about this? Just it's okay. Are, do you want Murderhawk and Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page in a thing? Probably something. probably be some good matches. I'll say that much. I, I, again, you got to find something for these guys to do because Scorpio Scott's talented. Ethan Page, you brought him in. He was a big deal two months ago, three months ago, and now. So let's let's get them working on something and it, get them something they can sink their teeth into, because we need them to make the show rounded, right? And yeah. We I have agree. and we have Jericho uh, goes in on he's going to kill MJF. Uh, he does. Go. I want to mention the Use Your Illusion albums because he says, I'm going to kick your bitchy little ass. And that is a line from the song Get in the Ring. Yes. Jericho would know that because Jericho's like me. He's old. And, <laughs> and he, he, he's a big he's a big GNR mark too. I've heard him talk about on his podcast over the years, different times that pop up. And he's a, he. I mean, he has Duff McKagan on his show telling jokes all the time. We get the Bucks versus Jurassic Express. We get a fast-paced match, a bunches of kickouts. Uh, Omega passes a chair, and Christian comes down. And as the Young Bucks kind of take their time to finish this thing off, we get the reversal into the chair thing. The Bucks go over. The Elite begins to beat down on the Jurassic Express and uh, Marco Stunt. Christian is getting beaten up by Gallows. And Omega, Christian eats a one-winged angle, angel, not angle. The angle is the one-winged angle, angel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, so we have the elite numbers game that we get all the time, and Christian is laid out. We, we still are moving towards Jurassic Express, Bucks, Collision at the pay-per-view. Christian Omega, Collision at the pay-per-view. Yes. Okay. Britt, Tony Rebel, Hater. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, Hater. Hater. Jamie Hater. Right. She's putting everybody on notice. Uh, we're going to get her on Dynamite next week in a match against Red Velvet, which Red Velvet has history with all of these people. Yes. And took the beat down from them last week. So that, that sets up nicely for that. Big Money Matt is having a rivalry with Orange Cassidy. That will be next week on or in three days now. Uh, Big Show is here, and he and Tony are besties, and QT winds up coming out and challenging him to a match that will be at the pay-per-view. What do you think about the Paul White? Big Show, I apologize for calling you Big Show. You're Paul White. That wasn't fair at all. said Big Show, I apologize for calling you Big Show. I should have called him. Addressed him. The Giant. Yes. Because we're on TNT, by God. The Big Show is his slave name. Oh. <laughs> As he said. 
Uh, uh. No, that, that whole angle where he said that was in like a small promotion when he left at one time. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, he. I did like the line about, why'd you come out here and show everyone my big, beautiful ass? Yeah. It was great. Right, right, right. Uh, other than that, this is whatever. I don't really care. Right. It'll be it'll be reasonably entertaining to watch QT Marshall get beat up. It'll pop the crowd. It, it's fine. Yeah, we have Kier Hogan will be wrestling. They're talking. We'll, we'll talk about the match. Kier mm-hmm. versus uh, Jade. Jade at uh, on the next. Actually, in, in a couple minutes, we'll talk about that actual match. We don't need to go into that. Elite backstage promo. Don. Just a huge jerk. Just always. Jesus, he's a jerk. You're right, but he's part of his appeal. It, it is. It's actually the, his best quality, in many ways. <laughs> uh, Taz, Hook, uh, Ricky Starks intros the uh, the Ricky Starks thing. Ricky's like, "Come on, bring Brian Cage out here," and they show Hobbs beating up Cage. But Cage starts getting the better of Hobbs, and Ricky's like, "Oh, oh, got, got it, got it, oh, got it." That whole segment where he was doing that was so entertaining. Ricky's the star. He like he like runs back almost goofily. Like the whole segment was pretty good. Ricky is a talent that can take stuff that's fair to Midland yeah. and make it very entertaining. Just just purely just through by hamming, performance, whichever yeah, end it is. Absolutely right. He absolutely. gets it. He gets wrestling. He gets it. He really yeah, does. Right. Penelope Ford versus Thunder Rosa. Pretty good little match. I did think it was a good match, and I was very happy to see. Not like it was a long match, but it got no. enough time to where you could see in it. It felt to me like maybe Thunder Rosa showed up a little early and was like, "Hey, we're going to do some rolling around." So let me show the, the you the segments where they were, were rolling around were, there, were the best parts of the match, I believe. Very good. There, there were some. Again, it's one of those matches where the moves were generally fine, um, mm-hmm. but like the connective tissue was a little awkward in terms of timing. You know what I mean? Like, like it felt like Penelope would either get there too early or too late or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, it was fine. The part where they rolled around and did a couple pins was pretty good. I, I really liked it. Now, of course, Rosa goes over. Yeah. But Penelope having a performance like this bodes well for the division. Thunder Rosa is just fantastic, and we will get some form of an epic matchup with Britt down the road. I'm sure of that. I hope so. Uh, we have Mox in a backstage promo. Mox just ru- runs down a okay. lot of the roster. Is great. What I liked here was supposedly it's promo time for Garcia. That is not what the promo was about. The promo wound up being, and what I loved was, when we were playing to empty arenas, I was here. When nobody wanted to be here, I chose to be here. Now that I, along with this other guys, have built this into something, the hottest brand out there, you guys all want to be here. Christian Cage, I got something for you. But he also, in doing that, put himself as the gatekeeper. Yes, absolutely. Punk, pretty cool you're showing up. He doesn't say this. Pretty cool you're showing up, but we never needed you. That's kind of what he's saying. The he's impl- kind of saying, the implication. That's- Daniel Bryan, you're coming in now? Where were you when it mattered? Where were you when the company could have faltered? Because the company, when it was an empty arena. Who knows? That was scary. The company could have faltered. TNT didn't have to give us the extended contracts. They did. It's because of me. 
It's because of what I've done. The work I put in when you guys didn't want to be here. And I loved it. I'm the gatekeeper. You will have to come through me to matter in this company. And I love it because if Moxley's not going to have the belt, he needs to be important. Absolutely. And if he's not going to have the belt, absolutely. When a, when a new wrestler comes in, within the first three programs they're in, Moxley needs to be the guy they're messing with. And he, just, he can kill him too. And that's per, that's perfectly fine well and for our entertainment value it's great punk's great on stick absolutely for our entertainment value db's great on stick you're right uh for our entertainment value um if you want to bring a brawn in he ain't great on stick but if you want to bring guys like that in mox can make it matter for us yes mox is very good at figuring out ways of creating anger with who, whomever is on the other side it of it, logical as well. Like he, whenever he reasons, whenever he talks, he there's like a good reason for it. Well, and understand sense. too, there's history with him and Punk. There is, you know what I mean. Like there, there was the, the, you know, they were the thing was bouncing around. You don't have to allude to it necessarily, but there were clips of them in a ring together and him saying, you know, which one of you three, guys, which which one of you, and he points at Mox Rollins. Roman. Roman. And he says, which one of you guys wants to take me on? You you guys are like the future of whatever we what. And Dean says, you want to do this again? Well, Mox says, you want to do this again? He's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the two good wrestlers. That kind of oh. thing. Right? Oh. And so there is a little bit of history there. You know what I mean? And that, that Daniel Bryan and Mox have history. Like that, yes. that, that Shield thing with him and, the first uh, time the around. Family. The first time around with... He, they had Daniel had to go through them before he wound up having to go through more to be yes anointed yes right so there is history there and in he can figure out a way to make this work right um, demo guy Jericho versus MJF in the finish of the trials of Jericho labors of Jericho what did you think about this it was a Jericho loss tapping out um, I think it makes sense I think MJF worked that arm literally the whole match. That arm has been worked over multiple, multiple times throughout all of his matches in the past five weeks. Correct. And it was already injured. It was already injured by MJF. Right. Can it gets worked over every single week. MJF works it over like crazy. MJF puts him in a extremely painful looking hold. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that Jericho tapped out as sad as, like, sad as the finish to that story is. It, Jericho... Going over MJF right think, now yeah. makes zero sense. I don't, sense. I don't, yeah, I don't think it would have made for the quality of your much. program. I think MJF no winning sense. gives him something that he can hold over everyone forever, right? And and MJF is another one who needs to be anointed into this upper echelon. So now we are approaching um, Rampage, which was let's just be honest the wrestling world, even as SummerSlam approached. Everything was an appetizer for what would happen on Friday night after SummerSlam ended. You turn your channel to 245 if you watch both shows. If not, you've set your thing. You've sat down five minutes early because you know what's about to happen. You know it. We hear the opening licks of Vernon Reed's guitar. It is Cult of Personality by Living Color. And the pop is crazy. Unreal. 
this Prob- is this probably is biggest pop I've ever heard. It w- it was the longevity of the pop that yes. really just took it in. It That's was, right, by the way. It was the volume and the longevity. It's crazy. That was insane. The the only thing I can even like remember. I've heard I've heard pops that big, but I don't think I've heard pops that big for that long. Yeah, this this sustained nature of it was crazy. And of course, it's Chicago. They've been teasing <laughs> it for weeks. Highly anticipated. They were literally selling CM Punk merchandise. Well, you they have- knew. You have a perfect scenario too, because in in many ways, I don't think they they knew that they would ever get a punk, but they have in a, in, in many ways they have booked their programming as the anti. Yes, and WWE. What, is, what did punk stand for if not for that giving voice to that section? Right. And it's in AEW programming is an embracing of indies. Punk was always the voice of the voiceless. Punk was, he was more than a wrestling guy. He was a, you don't have to submit to their will. And he reached people on a different level. You know what I mean? And like, like Ray has not paid a lot of attention to wrestling lately, other than enough to talk to me. So he, just cause he's nice. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, Punk is on TV. He, he sits down. Because that it ain't just wrestling. This is about raging against a machine. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what your cult of personality song is. That's why it's perfect for who he is. And when he comes out, that message seven years later is still resonating and even more. And the company has almost been booked perfectly for this moment. Because this is what we've been talking about. And so when he sits down... And going through the promo, first he he sees a sign that says, uh, "If CM Punk is here, we riot." Right. Not if CM Punk doesn't show up, we riot. No, it's CM Punk is here. We're gonna riot. <laughs> Which reminds him of the of the if Cena wins, we riot posters, yes. and gives him a smile. He goes over, he hugs that gentleman. He does a stage dive into the other side of the crowd. They swallow they him, whole. him He kisses <laughs> friends on the front row because he's in his town. Dude, he was he was so visibly emotional, and I just right. don't know how you could be, because like me watching it from my phone in the break room at work, just there was energy pulsing through the video right. feed. When I watched Absolutely. it at home, when I watched the it on TV, and I could hear it even better, the energy was just pulsing. I can't imagine being there. Right, Punk was about to cry. There were people in the audience who just were crying. Correct, and the people who for years begged punk to come back the people who had felt bad because this is the guy who quit on us he immediately addresses that and he undresses you quickly any venom you had in his direction because he lets you know if you have a problem with me and the decisions i I've made. fully understand if the decisions i made for my well-being affected affected you i get it because he does, he. I mean, you know, he, he writes comics. He's he is everything that like people like us wish we could. Yeah, be. He, does, he does a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, right, 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 right. And um, but he does. But he follows it up with. But if you need to understand, I couldn't get well at the place that made me sick. Yes. And that is both mentally and physically. Because he legitimately had an infection in his elbow that was treated incorrectly. He did legitimately sue the company over that. He did, uh, let me rephrase it. 
I don't quite like I don't quite remember the outcome. So by legitimately, I mean th- he actually did he, these yeah, things. He he did it. I don't think I don't, again. I don't think it actually ever went anywhere. Or they, they, were, it, they may have settled it for him. You know what I mean? There, like, were, there were a couple of weird things that happened, especially also with like Colt Cabana. Right. I assume that most of that is just the past now. Right. Well, maybe. Maybe. Colt might have been sitting in the back going, this sucks. But I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. You were, Look, Punk don't play well with others. He never has. That's why he's called a Punk. That's why he named himself Punk. <laughs> you know what I mean? He never has played well with others. So this is... But that is kind of the point of this company is it's a bunch of misfits who don't play well with others that have gotten together and made this thing work, right? Mm-hmm. Who totally believe in... So when he does sit down and you know he takes off the Larry coat with the dog on the back, and he's and he plant and he what has is that the, at yeah. shop.aw.com. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Where's but, the Larry shirt at? But when he unzips and he has the punk T-shirt on, it's very similar to the one he sat Indian style for the for the mic drop for the uh, the pipe bomb speech. So when he sits down, he begins, and then when he stands up and he says, "Well, first while seated, he says." When I left Ring of Honor in this town for the last time, I was crying. And when I when I came back here, I realized why that was. And he said it was because I'm one of you. I left pro wrestling. I, I, I built a place where people could make a living, practice their craft, and fall in love with pro wrestling. I knew where I was going. You know, but I felt like I had to go. I had there was only one major stage at that point. I felt yeah. like I had you know, it, sidebar. I felt like I had to try my craft on the biggest stage. And by the way, it did work. Oh yeah, it did. He was a huge moment. It was undeniable. And he never had to. And he never had to publicly sell out to us. Like he still got to fight the machine inside of the machine on television. For goodness sakes, but I left pro wrestling on that day. Today I enter pro wrestling again. And Vince would agree because he calls it sports entertaining, right? So whatever. Perfect. I'm here to work with the young people in the back. I, I'm, I'm, I have, I have a lot to tell you, but it's, I have plenty of time. I'm going to be here Wednesdays. I'm going to be here Fridays. I'm going to be here Saturday or Sunday, whenever the pay-per-views are. He points at Darby. He said, I, I, you know, I see you. I know how, I know how dangerous you'd like to be. The most dangerous thing you'll ever do is wrestle me. Boom, we get the setup for the pay-per-view. Sting and Darby are in a, a, another very good aesthetic. The whole thing was full of great aesthetics. When he leaves, it is the moment. It dominated. It was almost a half hour of feel-good emotion from yeah, all yeah. the people that matter to this company. I watched it this morning, and I just I didn't need caffeine afterwards because I was just pumped. Yeah, you couldn't help it. Yeah, you know? Right, and crazy. he's so good on a stick. And he, for a guy who claims to not like care what people think and to swing from the hip he oddly always does the right thing at the right moment in the right he is so funny funny that good right i mean he you know he's just either he just has perfect timing in life or which he may shoot you know know what i mean (laughs) i'm not gonna doubt it or he really thinks these things through extremely well um then we get after this is over, we get a promo from Christian, and what a tough spot to be in. Yeah, something's got to follow it, right? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, well, you wouldn't want to bring the – it was hard enough because Christian gives a pretty good promo, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, these guys are going to take you – you know, jung, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus are coming to get you. We're going we're gonna to win this next match, and then I'm going to go get your Bell Omega. All that was fine. 
but you wanted to let it breathe a little bit to give the crowd a chance to get back up. And it was hard for the crowd to get back up. When Private Party comes out, when Jungle Boy and uh, Jungle Love starts to play, they sing it. The first part of the match, it was a good crowd, but yes. it's really hard after you've been fired up for... I can't imagine. You know? But the match was good. The ending was really good. They had a really killer spot. Uh, the, the Private Party... Canadian destroyer off the shoulders of Luchasaurus. Yes. That Luchasaurus saves on really neat spot there. There were several good spots. They did a good job of being in the right spot to make the move perfectly. Both teams did great spots. Like yes. the, when they when they do the gin and juice and Jungle Boy ends up getting the tornado DDT. Yeah. Correct. How great was that? And you have the private party guy thinking that the pop means we must have got it right. So he's all pumped up, and then his guy's out of the ring, so he winds up eating the pin. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, I, I said it to you, but I think Private Party's really good at that overacting, kind of in the go goofy heel way, where it's like they do despicable things, but when they get punched, they kind of like bounce around and stuff. Like someone's selling the the stunner. Absolutely. Like if one of them sold a stunner, they'd do a triple backflip through a table. Yes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's that's a good spot for them to be in currently. It, I do want them to do more, absolutely. Right. But I, but currently, it's re, it's pretty entertaining. Absolutely. Now, we have Jade Cargo versus Kira Hogan. Not, not as much not As, as much I used match. to say yeah. when we talk about Impact, not related. Not related. Um, <laughs> Tell your dad, hey, for me, yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. Car Cargo comes out, not much of a match. Everything they did was fine. They're booking her... Uh, Goldberg stylish, yeah, right now, which is fine in in two ways. One, it gives her a chance to practice her craft. She she looked good for what this match was. She looked good. Kira obviously looked good. Kira's just a pretty good wrestler, right? And it also gives her the when she does wrestle a Brit for the title, which is where eventually this probably goes. She should still feel like the killer. Yeah. So you still kind of want to book her like this, but you know, next time it's a minute longer next time it's two minutes long three minutes long right that kind of thing backstage segment Mark Henry 2.0 my man Garcia Red Death thankfully got rid of the gray socks he has the red, red socks, socks and on. you you were so right where it, it immediately made him look ten times better of course I was I'd right. never doubt you on fashion advice I should never doubt you on fashion advice as you look at me looking great your sleeveless jersey yes that's how you do it you cut them out Okay, we move on, though, because Moxley gives a fire promo, this time not at everybody else, Moxley directly at line, these two idiots taking up his TV screen. Line after line of just killer. He's like, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to commit what looks like felony assault. <laughs> like, sometimes you hear a singer, and you think, how do they, like, breathe and sing at the same time? Yeah. There's no way they hold that note. He, he, just he went no, on a run like no that. No pause. No right, pause. right. You got a better shot at getting me pregnant than making me submit. It's crazy. He just killed him. I'm going to squeeze your head till your eyes pop out of your head. I'm going to bounce your head like a basketball. Right. It was just an incredible promo. But that is not what we got. He goes out there and he has he struggles a little bit with the kid. The kid is able to Kid's a little tricky. get to his legs a lot. Uh, a lot of the match is rolling around. The kid does make a, a mistake. He gets his head a little too close to Mox's his armpit. He gets choked. I was a little disappointed because Mox had told me he was going to pop this kid's eyes out of his head, and he didn't. So I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, he hops up after the kid taps. 
Immediately, the kid attacks from behind. 2.0 attacks from behind. They get Mox and Kingston on the ropes, which gives us the Stinger and Darby coming down. And then we see the Mox paradigm shift, the Stinger splash. Dude, the Mox the paradigm shift was crazy on that one, too. Yeah. Good. The angle. Yeah. Um, I got... I kind of got the booking on this with the post-match thing because you wanted to kind of get everybody fired up because you started on such a hot note. But I almost, like, how do I put it? If I'm booking it, my main event is is not Mox Garcia. Yeah. I would have done something else right there. I would have had it. Right? Like, probably a hot tag match, if that makes sense. <laughs> I might have switched the, switched the, the position. Right. 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 Jungle Boy and them go over last, right? That kind of thing with Private Party. My only thing is I wonder if Tony didn't think, look, no, we could do a death match and actually blow the building up, and it wasn't going to do what Punk did right off the shoot. And I have to start the show with Punk. Absolutely. Dude, the crowd was ravenous for Punk. Did, none of the matches go, like you wouldn't have been able to hear anything no, the entire except night, except seeing Punk chance until you had to start it with yeah, Punk. Ab- yeah, there was no other choice. Right. And so that, I get it. I do get it. So you had a great, I mean, I think we're all on cloud nine. Shoot, I love wrestling. Yeah. It's just one of those weeks where that, that moment was so real and so just like visceral in terms of like it's raw emotion. It's just like, man, how can I not, how can I not love this? Well, and think about this too. If you get Daniel coming in as well, you do have two people that we all just love. I love Daniel. And that, and that speak that for. Goat. And, right. and that speak for the um, I was talking the other day to a friend about something I said you know there's a stigma in wrestling where outside of the wrestling world they think of wrestling fans as these heavy handed I like violence people and inside of the the wrestling world we think of one another as oh you like you like graphic novels you like video games you like music like all kinds of music. you like yeah. you know you 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 absorb content in 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 a, in a nerdy, for a better way of putting it, way. You know what I mean. And I, I, I include myself in that. And I, I favorably like to think of myself as a nerd. And uh, I think I've achieved that over the years. I think a lot of wrestlers are also geeks. You know what I mean. I, I put like the Kenny Omega obviously has a bunch of wrest- uh, like video game references in his right. moves. I would even consider someone like Seth Rollins. Absolutely. Or it's just like I not not I do not mean this in a bad way, but he's a little a little geeky in some ways. He just seems like a, a person who just genuinely enjoys doing stuff, right? Socially awkward. A little bit, yeah. Right. Like of but course not great, like great wrestler. Not like he would have trouble in social settings, just He he likes certain things, you know what I mean? Right. He likes coffee. He has a little coffee shop. He likes I think craft beer, right? Right. Right. right that right. kind of that kind of deal. Right. He really likes CrossFit. Yeah, well, and the, the dude. Wrestling just changed a lot the, from what it was twenty years ago. You know, the wrestling fan is the I love hard fan. Yeah, I totally immerse myself in in these things because. But I also, but I also do that if I pick up this graphic novel behind me. You know, I'm, I'm going like, to be really into it. Right, right, whatever it is, and and Daniel Bryan and Omega and Punk all being in one company and kind of representing that for an older generation as a younger generation begins to come along is a neat thing to have in a company. Now, I want a fantasy book. You ready? No, okay, let me say one thing. I, I, I do truly believe this. 
because there there were some times where I was kind of doubtful just because of the, the odd situation, especially happening with COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think AEW is going to be around for a while. Oh, well, that's the funny thing too, right? At the the last day, somebody said something to the effect of, "What if what if Vince were to just throw a ton of money at Punk?" Well, first of all, with Punk at this point, he's rich, so money ain't what it's about. But another person I read underneath it said, "People don't realize the cons have way more money than Vince McMahon." So, you're, what's your fantasy book setting? Because okay, okay, so there's it, been this if thing. WWE goes on sale, right? What was said this week was the other con, the one who runs WWE, Nick Khan uh, said. We're open for business in, I think, every aspect. And so the rumors are, okay, they're open to be sold, right? And so then I start thinking, you know, fantasy book, who would buy a wrestling company? And my knee-jerk reaction at first was, besides the real fantasy book, which is Tony Khan buys it and, 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 and like, re-does everything. Common yeah, yeah. sense tells me the, per- the only company that would really make sense, that it wouldn't be a person. It would be Peacock. Ooh, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Right, that they would do it. But then... Because then they would have a basically dedicated content factory, right? But then the dream room me took over. Robert Rodriguez. The movie director? El Rey Network, Lucha Underground producer, Robert Rodriguez. No way. Gets with Netflix. Gets with Netflix. And we get Lucha Underground... With WWE production money. Come on, baby. That, that, that's your fantasy book, and I love it. <laughs> Dude, What I miss more than ECW, the show I miss the most as a wrestling fan is Lucha Underground. It was, I, I'm, I'm real big on something being my thing and not everybody's thing. Mm-hmm. And when it was coming out, I was like the only person I knew that watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it had this re- neat, niche and it was and because it was Rodriguez you, you, you kind of forget when you're watching it but then you go oh wait it does make sense that the guy who did From Dust Till Dawn is heavy handed in this It may, yeah it yeah I didn't <laughs> even know that until you mentioned it but it kind of makes sense right right so that's my fantasy fantasy book um I hope you enjoy wrestling because we get a kick out of it but my man Jared thank you for stepping in on this Right, yeah. and this is me, KP. This has been a Go Home Me production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Kim Project. The G-I-N-N project.com. Go home.